Thanks for listening to the Calgary Business Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Wozni. Today's episode is part of a special series with Errol Voss titled Errol's Eye On. Errol is a native of Canada and currently lives and works in China. At 23, Errol manufactured and branded his own product line overseas and ran his first marketing campaign across North America. Not only did this campaign convert over $35,000 in its first month, it also sparked his interest in the nuances of marketing. Today, Arrow works with companies in China, United States, Canada, Australia, India, and Malaysia, developing marketing strategies that boost customer acquisition and maximize revenue. Errol has been featured in tech magazines, blogs, radio shows, podcasts, and marketing conferences. The Daily Cup of Tech lists Errol as one of today's top digital marketing professionals. Kirwawa Magazine calls Errol a leading marketing mind in China. I hope you enjoy the Errol's Eye On series, whereby Errol Voss will seek to provide you with practical advice on doing business. Whether you work in a startup, a medium-sized enterprise, or a multinational organization. I invite you to subscribe to the Calgary Business Podcast from whatever app you access your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and even Amazon Music. I also invite you to leave a review. This will allow others to easily find the Calgary Business Podcast, including all episodes in the Errol's Eye On series. Once again, thanks for listening and have a great day. Good morning and welcome to Errol's Eye On. Uh, I'm your host, Alan Wozni, and the expert is going to be, not going to be, is Errol Voss. Errol, you know, I want, you're in China, I'm in Canada, so if I'm saying good morning, you're actually in the evening, is that right? Yeah, I think we're about 14 hours apart, so right now it's <laughs> 9.30 p.m. for me and like 7.30 a.m. for you. So it's a good start, but look, our first topic, and we're going to go, this is episode one. Um, for those of you who don't know Errol, you can look him up. He's all over the internet, uh, well-known. Uh, Errol's eye is going to be very famous. But Errol, today we're talking BPO, and I want you to, what is BPO? Yeah, so BPO uh, is just an abbreviation for business process outsourcing. So that's basically when companies outsource any business-related tasks to a third party. And nowadays, it's, it's synonymous with low-cost uh, low labor that yields really good results. Right. And so there's two types of BPO. Uh, well, yeah, there's essentially two types. There's front-end BPO, and that's any uh, tasks that uh, deal with customers. So any tasks that face the customers, so okay. stuff like customer service or emailing, those types of tasks, right? And then the second type is uh, back-end BPO, and that's stuff that really that the customers don't see, stuff like data mining, lead generation, any uh, data entry, stuff like that. So uh, not to be confused, because my, when, when you, you and I first talked, I thought be business process optimization, which is, I guess it's, that's an old, not a, maybe an older term, but that's business jargon as well. Is, does that, because it sounds like you're, what you're doing is also optimizing some of the business processes by bringing in the resources. Yeah, well, 
it would kind of fall along the, the same lines because when when you're outsourcing uh, business processes, yeah. you're you're taking it off your hands. Then essentially your business is working faster. It's working. You're not doing these manual tasks, so that is optimizing your business at the same time, right? So, I mean, maybe BPO can be a, a abbreviation for two separate two separate uh, terms, but they are a little interrelated because outsourcing business processes is going to optimize your business. So this is great. So let, let, let's step back because why, you know, I mean, not why BPO, we're, 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 you, you can answer that question, but why, what have you done? Like what brought you to this point? Can you share that? Like the two cents worth of elevator, elevator pitches, why we're talking BPO? Well, there's just a lot of, a lot of benefits with BPO. How, how I actually got in yeah. BPO is, um, you know, starting up, starting by myself as an agency, you're always looking, looking to scale. You're looking to, to do more, to work faster, but it's difficult to hire employees, uh, on site. It's expensive. Uh, it, it takes time, right? So by outsourcing, uh, business tasks and outsourcing and getting outsourced talent, it's just, it makes everything more accessible even for, for small businesses. So that's kind of how I started getting interested in, in it. Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, some of the benefits of for BPO, I always say there's a lot of there's a lot of benefits, but the three ones that I always talk about is uh, number one is like the primary goal is to cut costs and free up time, right? So if you have employees that are doing any any repetitive task that can be broken down into a process, with BPO you can take those tasks off their hand and outsource them, and you can do it at a lower cost. And uh, yeah, that's the other big benefit is it's very low cost. See, so you can outsource those tasks and you don't essentially need to then get rid of your current employees or your on-site employees. Right. right. Rather, you free up time for them to do other tasks that's going to drive the business forward. Uh, I mean, sometimes you will replace uh, employees with BPO, but other times it's just a way to once again optimize and move forward faster. So Errol, I mean, this, this comes to mind in the gig economy and you're well... You're a little younger than myself, but I mean, the gig economy has been, I, I think, thriving for at least maybe last five, 10 years, whatever it is. This, this fits in nicely with, it seems like it would fit very nicely in some of the gig, the, the shift into gig economy and gig workers. How, how does that fit? How does that play out for you or what, you know, the people you That's, work with? I mean, that is the perfect fit. A lot of people who are doing BPO, um, a lot of the the sourcing for BPO comes from other countries. We're looking at places like Philippines, Pakistan, India, some European countries. And a lot of those people are, yeah, they like working from home. Yeah. They like working from home. They're maybe maybe traveling, stuff like that. So it is good for for the gigger, for for people who are doing gigs. And yeah, I mean, I think the rise of BPO, it's uh, it's definitely related to the rely uh, the rise of gig gig. Uh, culture, you know, like people working offsite, working gig by gig, it's all intertwined. Okay. So let's, you know, the, do you have some examples of, of I don't know, is it make big company, small company? It sounds like this could fit in a lot of places. Some you yeah. know, big companies who scale down, but then, the, you know, the, the economy's picked up. And I mean, do you have a couple examples you could share a, a type of businesses you'd work with? Yeah. So, I mean, that's a good point. It can be for you said small companies, mid-sized big companies, and yeah, BPO is good for all size of companies, and it's good for different reasons. So, for small businesses, uh, sometimes a clear path or vision for scaling is there, but for a small company, hiring new employees or you know getting or implementing that path 
that sometimes it seems out of hand or sometimes just too expensive, you know, yeah. like I said, hiring employees on site, it's expensive. So what BPO does, it kind of opens up doors and opens up, uh, opens up opportunities for small businesses that previously weren't there. So now it's really easy for a small business to have hire five employees when for the cost of, you know, maybe one on-site employee, you know, and that's what's kind of opening the door for the small businesses. And then for mid and large size businesses, a really big benefit of BPO is for H for like the HR department, because with BPO, it almost lets you bypass the whole right. hire, uh, looking for employees, um, hiring them, onboarding them, retaining them. It's, it's really difficult, you know, and especially in today, uh, today's society, there's a lot of, a lot of churn with employees, especially the younger employees. There's a lot of churn. People are job hopping, et cetera. That's really difficult on large companies and it's really difficult on HR departments. So what business process outsourcing does, it allows them to bring in the infrastructure that these large companies need, but they pretty much get to bypass the whole, the whole hiring, onboarding, training, and retaining uh, struggle that, that exists for, for big companies today. So it sounds like you just hit on, so you've hit on to me HR, you've hit on the operational, depending on where the, where your BPO goes. I mean, you, mm-hmm. how do you, how do you decide the, the low hanging fruit in terms of how you're going to help an organization? If I have, let's I'll give you a quick example. I'm in HR. I'm already in HR. I'm already doing all of what you just described. Um, you know, what do you say to that, that HR person? I mean, it's like, their, their their desk is full. Can you help them? Do you focus on them? Do you help with the revenue people, the business? I mean, you know, there's. It seems like there's a lot of of, of choosing from. The, there's a lot of picking to choose from. Tell me, Errol. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the world. That, like I'm a small business and I'm I'm running around. And I'm chasing all those. What do you what do you how do you bring that down? How do you level that? Yeah, you know, like let's say you. How can you work like directly with an HR department at the core to do successful outsourcing of a, of a business process yeah. uh, to bring someone, you need to know kind of what processes that they need filled, right? So essentially right. you're just looking at what sort of infrastructure, what sort of jobs do you need done? And for BPO to be successful at, at its core, you're looking to, uh, you're looking to um, outsource uh, tasks that can be broken down into specific processes, right? So you're not looking to, to be outsourcing like, complicated three-tier, four-tier tasks. You're looking to, to uh, dish out stuff that is, it's manual, it's not physical, and it's just something that you can write a clear SOP for and get someone to do day in and day out uh, through routine. So like for a large company working with an HR, I think um, HR, they're often fed a lot from, from different departments. Yes, like, yes. hey, we, we need this infrastructure set up. We have these needs, we have these needs. So I think HR knows what, the, what HR has a pretty good idea what a company needs, but they just need someone to kind of, you know, bring in the talent for them. And that's where BPO helps out. Um, BPO is also good just for the individual. You know, if you're a busy CEO or you're you know, a director or, or a manager and you just, sure. maybe you just, you don't need a whole team. You just need an assistant. So it can come into play for pretty much anyone, whether you're just an individual, you're a midsize, big company. It's pretty much if you have tasks that you're doing every day and you're yes. saying, hey, you know what, I could, I could easily train someone to do this. Take off this hour or two hours or four hours of work that I do every day and I can focus on something else. That's kind of the beauty of BPO. 
And uh, yeah, and that's kind of how, how you'd want to implement it on a task <laughs> basis. It, it would seem that you would need to spend time uh, with either the, whoever it is in the organization to understand those processes. Do you get that? How do you get that uh, foot in the door without earning any money yet? Because you've got to learn what the processes are that they need and how you can match your skills or the people you're, you know, you would bring in to help them. I, I mean, where does it start? And where does it end? Could you give us? I mean, just start. I, yeah, sorry, Errol. Yeah, I think it just starts with like communication, like, you know, so like, what are, what, on a daily basis, what do you do that takes, takes the longest? What tasks can, tell me some of the tasks that you're doing and how, how long they're taking you. And then you can kind of, when someone's explaining what they're usually doing, um, if you're going to be outsourcing BPO for them, yeah, you, you kind of have an idea of what works and what doesn't for, for outsourcing, right? So like, oh, okay, I hear that he's, uh, every day he's, he's answering these emails that are pretty much the same repetitive answer over and over along these lines. Okay. So like, that's something that could be outsourced, or maybe he's someone spending two hours on their LinkedIn replying to messages that, that are all pretty much along the same lines, you know, because sometimes you get these, you get these inquiries and you're simply, Hey, let's set up a meeting. Right. And it's just, yeah, it takes yeah. time to reply, set up a meeting. That's something that you get someone else to do. That's something you could get someone else to do. So, so Really, the effective way to hook up BPO to what actually someone needs is just the communication in between and, and getting those answers. So, Errol, when you talked about the email, and you talked about that repetitive tasks. And, and as an accountant, I mean, it's, I've been struggling, not struggle, but, you know, there's always been there's so many repetitive tasks. We can use automation for that. So, you know, to me, it sounds like a bot could handle some of that. Do you? What I'm not going to tell you, you need to use the bot. I'm saying, what? How does tech play a role in some of the work you do in BPO? Yeah, you know what? That's a really good question because that's something that uh, yeah, anyone who's on the technical space would be like, you know what? You can use a bot to automate. And actually, what I do is you can teach your 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 outsource staff to use these automation tools. So, and a good example is this. Let's say that you are a company and you are selling, uh, you're selling, you're selling hockey equipment. No, that's, that's a, that's a different hey, We're in one. Canada. You're Great. No, no, Errol, you're from Canada. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You're Let's selling go hockey, hockey Let's go. equipment. Yeah. You're, you're selling Zambonis. You're selling Zambonis. <laughs> it's a little easier for me. I love selling it. Selling a Zamboni. I right? love it. Right. That's a and big so object. Your strategy is, yeah, you know, like it's some Zamboni sales. It's funny how this stuff comes up in conversation. So, um, your task is I'm gonna you're gonna go on LinkedIn and find all these uh, ice rinks or um, managers of arenas. I guess it would also be related to cities because like city public works departments, all that kind of handle yeah, yeah. the public arenas, right? So you'd have to find each one of these people and send a message to them. And so using BPO without software, you'd have one person kind of searching that up and messaging, finding them, finding them one by one. Or you can teach them to use a piece of scraping software that they can simply type in a keyword like. Uh, uh, oh no! Ice a pun. Is, wait, is that a pun? Because it's, it's scraping software to scrape the ice. No way! This is awesome. Wait, so there's the software is called scraping. <laughs> so the software is called scraping yeah. software. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So like you can, you could get someone to, to maybe you just boost your BP, your, you'd boost your outsourced yeah. staff's own uh, productivity, own, right? Um, their, product, output, their productivity right? Yeah, yeah. So off the charts. This is awesome. Wait, exactly. what's the name so of that software? Do you know? 
Okay. What's oh, the name it's of that actually software? not a. No. That wasn't a, a name of software. That was actually just a software type. So scraping, okay. scraping is essentially a software that goes in and it just scrapes data off of a database. Oh, so it's, I don't so, take a shovel and, and take the shovel and clean off my computer. Is that not the same thing? <laughs> well, but I love this. Some of the, your analogy works. So I, I understand that because that's a grind, right? To go through LinkedIn or go through, you know, to find those profiles or email, send a, a bunch of emails and answer emails. I mean, I love that. So the Zamboni machine, hmm. by the way, there's a great commercial. You haven't been in Canada for a while. There's a Tim Hortons commercial where, uh, with a go what's his name from, from the Pittsburgh Penguins, he rolls up on a Zamboni to Tim Hortons drive through Gosh, I can't remember that. Anyways, is Crosby? Yeah, so Sidney Crosby rolls up, and I can't remember who the other, his other his teammate is, and they just roll up. Y'all have a ice cappuccino. It's, it's funny, but it's, you know, it's, you know what a Zamboni, how slow they are, right? And they kind of they kind of spread yeah. forward. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. So you're, 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 nice you're, your example is great. But so what are the costs? What, what can companies expect? All right, I hired people. I, they fired people. You mentioned that earlier. And there's a whole training. I guess that's just, maybe I'll let you touch on that. Yeah, that, this is actually the best part about BPO is it just, the cost is low. It's, it's low and it's great for, for your overhead, whether you're an individual or you have a, a, a massive company, it's going to help your overhead. And so um, really it depends on what you're looking for. Let's say it really depends. Like, I mean, like anything, how skilled the person is, their right. expertise, their experience, but you can get a, a good outsourced labor, a good, uh, let's say a virtual assistant. Let's say you're just getting an assistant to help you with, with uh, everyday, just kind of mundane tasks or repetitive tasks. You can hire someone from as low as like $4 up to maybe $10 and $10 would be for like a really experienced uh a really experienced uh, worker who might already have knowledge of a lot of softwares and automation softwares and just plug right into your company without much training. And then, yeah, you get as low as like $4 an hour. And that might be someone who's like a university student or fresh out of university or someone who doesn't have as much experience, but is definitely with some training, you're going to get a lot of value out of them. So that's the cost. And that would be a cost for maybe just an individual employee. Uh, on the other side is depending on the tasks that you're going to be dishing out or outsourcing, you might need a whole team, right? So you might, you might be uh, doing a, let's say you're doing a task where you're like a, a calling task. Let's say you, you have a list of, of 5,000 customers and you need each of them called. Like, let's say it's a, it's a customer follow-up message, a call customer satisfaction call you're not that's going to take you forever with one person right so maybe you need a team of five people making these calls you can you can hire on a team basis but yeah breaking it that, down you'd be that's looking at you don't, anywhere from four to ten an hour and errol i don't think you want to use uh, automation this is uh the this is the zamboni uh, zamboni's world calling you to see how your zamboni's been and it's but if it's that automated voice it's like hang up right so you exactly right yeah and, and you know yeah, the zambonis so, they they move like i mean you know i'm, I'm sure they move like hotcakes people are selling and buying and selling zambonis <laughs> i don't i don't know where that analogy came up from but it just that came out of my head zamboni so yeah it's always like the the industries you don't really think about that have a lot of uh like cool sales processes and and cool uh processes behind them you know so i mean i know I, we just about the, the Zamboni, but seriously, what kind of companies have you seen out there that it sounds like this could fit for, like we said earlier, 
all medium to large, whatever. But what do you have some examples you want to share? You don't have to say name, name, names, but companies that have actually benefited from a BPO in recent uh, recent times. Oh, I think I would say every major company, like the big ones, the Fortune 500s, everyone is outsourcing now. Like everyone is outsourcing. Yeah. Um, a lot of online companies, a lot of online companies, companies like HubSpot, companies like Zendesk. Right. Uh, you can get into all of them. They're they're all outsourcing, especially when it comes to call centers. A, a big one who company that's known for their good customer service actually is GoDaddy. GoDaddy is a, a web hosting service. Uh, may, maybe not the most liked company in, in the web techie world, but it does have really good customer service right. and they've just completely outsourced it. You can live chat with any no, arrow anyone, anytime, 24-7. You can call those things to ink. Glitch? <laughs> we're glitching a little bit there so arrow but no i get it i get i get that i get the side of it i mean it sounds like it's ubiquitous in pretty much so many companies and it sounds like it's behind the scenes because if like you just said mm -hmm. if they're outsourcing that customer service you don't know they're, they're basically for all intents and purposes working for the company so let yeah one last question because it seems like you're offering a service is more like an hr recruiting type of uh you have to manage that too. If you have people out there, you have to manage them and your client customer expectations. What do you do to manage that process? Your own process for if you've got, if you're outsourcing people. Yeah, for sure. So, um, it really depends on the situation. If someone just needs one virtual assistant or one worker, usually they can just be in direct contact. Right. And that's enough. You don't really need uh, too much of a management system for that. But if it's going to be an outsourced team, the, the best setup is I'll have like one manager in an office, like an yeah. actual physical location overseas. And that will have one manager who also uh, acts as a central um, communication point for the company that this team is working with. So you, that means you don't have to be talking to everyone on team. You have one manager who can facilitate the communication. And then, yeah, you have everyone else in an office and that office can be equipped with screen monitoring, CCTV, everything to make sure everyone's there on time. But having a manager there in place really makes the, the whole process easier for outsourcing. Wow. I, I mean, we could probably spend all, all day on this, but how do, how do companies set this up? How do they set it up and, and what would you recommend companies to do? Okay, well, if we'll start at the smallest, uh, smallest first. So, if you are just an individual, maybe maybe you run a blog, you're not even making money right now, but you need an extra hand. The most cost-effective way is just go online and Google. Look for you can go to like freelancer.com or Fiverr.com or just Google it, and you could get in touch with someone. And then it all starts with the conversations. Let them know what your needs are, and then you can negotiate price from there. If you are a company and you're thinking you're going to need a team set up, maybe a, like an office location, maybe a manager to manage that process, then the best way is to get in touch with like a BPO company. And to make it easy for your listeners, if anyone needs help with this, they can go to my website, aerovast.com, send me a message and I can help with the entire, just help, help uh, explain this whole process and kind of get them going with it. Because I think what you just said, I mean, it's, it's everyone says just Google it. But today, as you get to just Googling, as you know, that the ads get 
AdWords or sometimes Google keeps you there. You don't even have to go through the search. It's whatever that first, mm-hmm. I mean, if I type in BPO, yeah. right, let, let me just do an example right now. I'll go to BPO. You know, we're going to do this live. Sure. It's not Memorex. Uh, uh-huh. Let's go BPO, BPO. Okay. So BPO meaning BPO Philippines, BPO positive. So the first thing that Google gives me is just BPO. I'm going to click on that. Search gave me okay. 939 million results. <laughs> that, that's a lot. So, Errol, break that. Like, what is, uh, like, look, what do I do? Errol, I don't, this is really hard. I just don't know. Who do I go to? And the first five are ads. So I know they're paid ads. So how yeah. do I, yeah. And, you know, one thing that kind of, a lot of people that you're going after BPO to get your costs down. And a lot of those companies who are kind of on the first page and who are paying for those ads. Yeah they're adding quite a bit of overhead on their services. So maybe they can get you an office or they can get you in touch with a, with an assistant or a worker, but you're yeah. going to be paying extra for that fee. Right. So, I mean, that's why I say you can kind of skip the the big agencies. If you're just looking for one worker or something sure. like that, you can go on like a, a freelancer.com and you could probably find someone, but if you're looking for more of a professional managed solution, that's, that will really help you scale with, with you doing minimal effort. And I would, yeah, get in touch with an, an actual service. And uh, I mean, you could start just by Googling it. And like I said, or you go to arrowvoss.com kind of break so, it down. Yeah, there you go. Arrowvoss. <laughs> so that's E two, two R's O L V A S, but Arrow, no, but you're to your point, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to give an example. I listened to recently and I know this for a while, but cybersecurity, the guy, the guy was talking mm-hmm. about the cybersecurity space. He said, it's it's massive. Like there's there's so many services, as you said. We 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 found there's 939 million results. But you know, yeah. for most individuals, they don't want that. They don't want all that. They want to know what is the key things to me. So the guy said he said there's so many services for that. We do this, and it was a cybersecurity threat. We look at um, the landscape, and we we suggest the best solution for you. Not because I he says we can't do everything, and so from that mm-hmm. lens, it sounds like Errol's eye, your eye would be. Let me talk to you because how do fights filter through that? It sounds like you're the you'd be a great filter for that. What I just Google search. Yeah, exactly. I I, I would be a where I am a good filter because it really just depends always on the the need, right? So I mean, if if you a lot of companies maybe you just need one assistant, they won't tell you, hey, just go to freelancer and find someone. They'll right. try to like upsell you on a big package or kind of tell you, blah, blah, blah. but I mean. I find that if someone just needs one assistant and maybe they can do that by themselves, that's kind of like dipping your toe in the water. You'll see the power of BPO. And then you're going to say, you know what, actually, I want to have like a a 10 person team, but you know, it's easy to have one person be a direct report to me, but I can't handle having 10 people direct reporting to me. So I would like having a manager and I would like to have them in an office that I can watch them on a CCTV and I would really like to be able to have watch their screens and have someone report if someone isn't actually doing work for my company. And that's when it gets a little more complicated and when it makes sense to, hey, I'm going to outsource or I'm going to ask someone else to give me a hand, right? So, um, yeah. Errol, this has been fun. Well, look, so let, any final words on BPO and what you want to say? Because I think you've captured it right there, that last piece. But is there anything else that I didn't ask you and you wanted to, to make, get the message out? No, I think we were, we were pretty clear. I guess my last statement on BPO, I just say it's a very cost-effective way to put your company in hyperdrive. And it's a great way to cut costs and 
increase office productivity. I just had, when you were talking about the, the CCTV camera, and I, I got to imagine the Zamboni watching that Zamboni. It's like watching paint dry, watching the ice get cleaned. But today they're more efficient. I mean, the old Zambonis, right? They were tractors, right? The guy would pull a tractor with some hot water. It would be a tractor pulling that hot water. And today you watch them. They're like, they go two, three down the lane. They got the scraper. You know, you watch the NHL today, yeah. right? They're just, I got to imagine those old, we, we, Arrow, we got to go there and just, we got to interview Zamboni drivers, right? Let's do it. I'm Arrow. always impressed with how, how, how like accurate they are and they make those turns. I'm always impressed by that. <laughs> Errol, this has been great. So Errol's eye on. Thank you, folks, for listening. The two listeners out there. Um, Errol's going to be back on. We're going to, we're going to continue this next week. Errol, have a great day. Thanks, Alan. You as well. All right. Cheers, man. Pleasure.